This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. And I'm Mina, and we're from Tangata Tumutu Trust. And you're listening to Pallyhood! <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and a massive hello to each and every one of you. Whatever corner of this globe you're tuning in from, we'd like to welcome you to the Polyhood Show 96.9 Plains FM. Sam and Sefa here to take you into the weekend. Joe, how you going? I'm good, thank you. Uh, as always, it's been the Fridays coming around so fast because of how busy the current term is. And uh, that's with new sign-ups, people wanting to make use of the government funding, mm. scholarships, that kind of thing. Uh, what about yourself? Um, same here, just busy with uh, with work, and I can't believe it's already like mid. Is it mid August? Mid August day. Eh? Yeah, I can't. Keep, oh, start of mid. No, mid mid yeah. mid August. Sorry. Oh man, <laughs> already already almost at September. Eight months through the year. Um, I did hear that like Melbourne just got the extension on their lockdown, so for them it must be like a broken record. Eh? I'm like every time I hear about their lockdowns, I just count myself lucky being here. Oh, yeah, coming out of it, going yeah, back in, coming out, out of, of it, and, and uh, my mates over there, I just I never hear the end of it. Eh? They just get so annoyed, and they just I don't understand the frustration too. Um, but yeah, hopefully uh, Australia sorts themselves out. Yeah, I was wondering, like, do you reckon they would have been better off if they just smashed it from the beginning? Yeah, I, think, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I'd, it's they I mean, are way bigger than New Zealand, though. Yeah, and then like each individual state has their own like protocols and stuff. So mm. I think it's you know how one state has it, and then um, another state like gets it because someone from that state or whatever. Like that family that I think that caused the Sydney shutdown, like they because they moved from somewhere, and one of the people that helped them move had COVID too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, did you watch the rugby though? No, I didn't. It, no, it I didn't. was it was a good game. Uh, Australia actually turned up mm. to play. Oh, uh, nice. Young Pacific uh, first five for Australia uh, missed his kicks, which cost them the game. Oh, real! But um, I, I guess that just comes with the the pressure. Yeah, he's really young too, and uh, Richie Maonga mm. uh, sealed it for New Zealand. Yeah, just making him the solid first. Like the first first wife choice, that's like to be the first pick of any position in New Zealand is huge. But to be the first pick for first five is even bigger because mm. there's so many playmakers out there, and you, know, you had like the Barrett and you had um, what's his name from the Chiefs? I, oh no, I can't think of his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I only know people <clears throat> from Crusaders. <laughs> <laughs> I only know people from the champion team. All those other guys don't need to remember them. <laughs> yeah, there's just Crusaders and whatever other New Zealand franchises yeah, got funding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on to Upu of, of the, the week, week, which is Sam. Poeata. And Poeata meaning, that's uh, two words, right? Yeah, so Poe means to capture uh, and Ata means like picture. 
So to capture a picture is uh, the meaning for poyata. Uh, poe can also mean capture or tackle. Because mm. um, in rugby, we'll say, oh, poe, you know, poe him, tackle him. But yeah, that's uh, our of the week. Poyata, uh, uh, capture a picture. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's, you, you use that for um, film as well. Mm. To like film something, not just take a photo, but to also film. Yeah. Poyata. It's also the the name of someone, like a photographer. Yeah. They're called a puiata, mm. a photo capturer. <laughs> ata also means smile. So that's mm. probably, you know, like ata, you know, like yeah. picture. So it's either smile or picture. Oh, ata. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how the word for picture came about because, you know, ata means to smile. And every time you take a picture, you smile. Smile. Yes. Capture so that's smiles. the origins of the word ata. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, oh, did you know. Uh, because as we're going through Pacific Language Weeks at the moment, mm. the LOL, laugh out loud. Yeah, uh, people, Pacific community members are now using ALT for Atalioteli. Oh, wow. ALT. <laughs> I would if I saw that in a chat, I was like, "What are you talking about, alt?" Yeah, <laughs> Control Atalio- Atali. Yeah, <laughs> is laugh. It, it's laugh out loud, mm. but in in Pacific. Uh, that's how you'd say it in Pacific voice in Samoan. What was wrong in with Pacific just using LOL? I don't know. Just switch it up for Pacific language weeks. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on today's chat, we're speaking about uh, Sam and I this past weekend. We were part of a special program put on by Tangata Atomoto Trust uh, in partnership with the Great Scott Communications Company. That's, uh, I hope I got that. Great, they're called the Great yeah. Scott an extension of Great Scott Communications. Uh, and they are putting Pacifica youth through a filming program uh, that is charged towards mental health. So hear more about that after this. To all our matua out there who want to dance and get fit to Pacifica music, join our Siva Samo dance classes each Thursday at 11am. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumotu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup. Talofa welcome back. And as we were saying before the break, this chat is about a piece of work that Tangata Atamoto Trust and Great Scott are working on, where they are getting Pacific youth in high school, or Pacific youth in general, mm. to capture film over the next month or so. Yeah. Eight weeks, sorry, eight weeks, mm. two months. And put together a film to do with mental health. Um, and Sam and I were part of breaking in the new crew, telling them the rules and mm. and what they had to do. But, uh, yeah, Sam, do you remember any of it? <laughs> yeah. Oh. What I remember, because we talked about it, um, we were chatting to uh, the kids, was that uh, this is such a mean opportunity and it was an opportunity that me and you would have loved to have when we were growing up. Um, so the basis around uh, what... This, these uh, awesome group of kids are doing is that they're going to be uh, filming themselves uh, over a week, um, asking themselves uh, specific questions like, uh, what does your culture mean to you? Uh, what are some other questions they had? Yeah, there was most, what, what does your culture mean to you? Have you dealt with any sort of racism? Yeah. Who, do you, who can you rely on the most? Who, yeah. And um, so they ask those questions over uh, the course of, 
uh, five days and then on the weekend I think they've been asked to uh, interview two or three other youths from within their uh, their family or uh, their friends and ask them the same question so uh, it's basically a lens uh, through uh, the eyes of like a Pacific youth uh, here in Utahi and it's real nice because I know in Christchurch alone Pacific youth are like you know they've all got their own stories but compared to the other cities it's going to be vastly different because um, you know, growing up here we barely ha- I barely had any um, Pacifica friends growing up all mm-hmm. my friends were all Bailangi and stuff uh, but I know like it's the opposite for a lot of people in Auckland. So their stories are going to be a lot different to the stories of the youth here in Christchurch. So I'm real, real interested to hear uh, what they have to say, especially because it's like a whole different generation now. You know, so they'll be going through their own, they'll have their own stories and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, just out of interest, in your intermediate, in high mm. school, there was obviously a bit more Pacific kids, but in your in- intermediate, how many Pacific kids did you go to school with? I honestly reckon I had more Pacifica friends in intermediate than high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I went to Cobham Intermediate and then went to Burnside High. And when I was at Burnside, we only had like 12 Pacifica kids. And uh-huh. um, even our rugby team, there's like three Islanders, you know. So uh, in, in Cobham Intermediate, I remember there being quite a few um, Pacifica kids. But um, when I went to high school, there was it wasn't the same. It was a lot less. And I think it was a lot... It was a lot less because the school was so huge. You know, we had you oh. know, close to 3,000 students and it was really hard to find, like, another brown face amongst the mix. Yeah. Uh, for me, intermediate, there was two Pacific Islanders there. What intermediate did you go to? I went to... It's it's not there anymore, but it's it was called Freeville, Freeville Intermediate School, right near Kiwi 2. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I was one of two Pacific Island students there then. The uh, other one was my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just your family? Yeah, it was just me and my cousin that went there. Uh, High school, was we had about 30% students at Shirley Boys High School at the time I was there. But yes, uh, our experiences growing up, of course, are going to be way different to the experiences of someone up in Auckland, Mm. uh, youth in Auckland, and basically the youth of today. And the crew that we got in uh, that joined is about... Did you say 15? Yeah. So it was, it, was, it was funny because originally they were only looking for eights. Yeah. And then because they had such a, like, they weren't expecting that many kids to come through, but there was, like, a you know, big group with about 15 come through. And um, um, on the spot, I think, Ted and uh, Grace Scott, they decided, let's just put them all through. Because yeah. how can you turn them, how can you turn any of them down? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was, they were all lovely. They, they all um, seemed like really cool kids. And, again, like, by cutting people, you're sort of saying, oh, your story doesn't, you know. But everyone's story is going to be different. Everyone's story is going to be, you know, unique. So you can't compare anyone's story. So I'm glad that they decided to put all 15 through. Uh, but I don't know if I'd... Like, those questions, you know, they can get pretty deep. Yeah. You know, the questions they ask. The, the questions that were being asked of them mm. in terms of how... Like, even, the, like, how are you feeling today in, like, video diary format. Yeah. There was... There was um, when we put what that question we put towards the group, um, who can you rely on the most? And one of the girls answered myself, and like mm. I felt that I was like, oh man, like you know, like, you know, I don't, obviously didn't want to expand more on what she had to say. Like, why is why are you the only person you can? But you can see, mm. um, 
her mean of a story that would be compared to someone else who was like, oh, my dad, you know, because, you know, they always come to my rugby games, always support me and sort of stuff. But then, you know, someone who was like, oh, I can only rely on myself. It's like, man, you know, what sort of story is that? It was cool teaching them as well, like, what B-roll is. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had no idea what B-roll is. B-roll, yeah. So for anyone listening who doesn't know B-roll is, because these are all first-time filmers as well. So they have to mm. take away a camera, film their video diary, and film B-roll to mm. go with that video diary. So B-roll is just like, if they're talking that they enjoy basketball, it's just shots of themselves playing basketball. Mm. That's B-roll. So it's not just the talking face to the camera. Yeah. And what what's actually going to happen is there's actually going to be a big premiere for this yes. film. So they've got professional editors in. Tat has got, I think they work at TVNZ. TVNZ, yeah. Someone uh, that's edited for them for like a yeah. decade or two, yeah. Yeah, 20 years. Some of these editors have been brought in and they're going to collate all this footage and put it into one big film. Mm. And there's going to be a big red cart opening for it at some fancy... I can't say the word. It's at the Lumiere <laughs> Lum- Theatre. Lumiere. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds French. Is it French? Yeah. I, I haven't actually been to the, that cinema before. Where is it? And the oh, Art Centre. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a cool night. Yeah. To get to watch these stories. And mm. it was cool to be a part of it. And, like, we had a really mixed group. Oh, yes. Boys. Like, it was actually half and half. Half boys, mm. half girls. But all the personalities were different. There were sports people. There were cultural <coughs> um, performers. There were, they looked like there were a few that aren't in touch with their culture. <coughs> yeah. And there was even, like, one that, um, and I, I hope she doesn't mind me saying, but, you know, she looked, uh, she was dressed like gothic styles, like mm. yeah. black hair. But she was mad into her anime because yeah. I had a good chat with her afterwards. And she was yeah, wearing a haiku uh, shirt. Mm. So she was she was a cool character. I was like, yeah. man, I cannot wait to... To uh, hear your story. To hear yeah. your story and, and what you do. And mm. I was I was laughing when we were going... Not laughing, but um, I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> we were going in the room and we had to say like our favourite film. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, everyone had different films, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and there were older films too. Yeah, there was one girl that said, like, Love and Basketball, and I'm like, hey! <laughs> Another person that was like, Grease? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grease was my favourite. Wow. I have um, not heard of Grease. One was like, The Conjuring. Um, yeah. What was yours? My one was, my one just, I think, it would have to be, if it's favourite film, it would have to be, like, the first Captain America film, or... Uh, Jackie Chan, who am I? Oh, who am I? Yeah, yeah. I think mine was Shawshank Redemption. Yep, it always is. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, but yeah, me and Joe, we um had a uh, very cool. It was the beginning of this week, eh? We chatted to them. Yeah. Yes, weekend last week. So yeah, we'll keep everyone on tabs um, on that project because we are very uh, excited for it, and whenever the premiere is, uh, you'll be the first to know. Mm, exactly. And another cool observation, you know how we had pizza that night? Yeah. So in Pacific culture, it's rude to stand up and eat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's rude. And uh, all these kids, like, I noticed that as soon as they got their pizza, there were cheers. Yeah. But they just sat on the floor and ate the pizza. Yeah. It was like, that's so that cool. Pacific Island, like, to just sit on the floor and eat just your pizza. Just sit on the floor, yeah. Cross your legs. And uh, start yeah. eating pizza. You were standing and eating, though, if I remember. Yeah, but I've got no ACL. 
whatever. <laughs> mm. yeah. And yeah, so that's the current project that's underway. If you want to uh, know more about it, you can email the Tangata Atamotu uh, group yeah. through or give them a call at 0800 Pacifica for more information if you want to jump on board if you want to help out with the film students as they go through doing that or you can get in contact with Sam and I but uh, yeah we'll hear from us after this Are you interested in taking part in or learning more about Pacifica Crafting? Join the Island Breeze Social Club each Tuesday afternoon Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumotu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup. But yeah, something that just ended or that just finished recently was the Olympics. Uh-huh. So uh, shout out to uh, all the competitors uh, that re- represented their countries and to um, everyone who ended up meddling for New Zealand. I got to admit, I didn't watch too much of the Olympics. Uh, but yeah, still uh, congratulations to everyone that competed. Uh, but there were some uh, instances or like competitors that uh, were probably remembered for the wrong things. And uh, one of these, uh, I don't know if uh, you know, but there was a French runner uh, in the marathon. I think his name was Modini. But he, if uh, if you've seen the marath- marathon, there's those drink stations where the runners can run past yeah. and grab a drink. Uh, and this runner, he was part of um, a, a, the, a, like a group. So it was like a large group of them. And as this uh, French marathon runner ran past the drink station, he decided to uh, run past, stick his hand out, and like push over all the drinks and <laughs> grab the very last one at the end of the table. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I saw this and I was like, you're on national stage, cameras everywhere. Why would you do this? You know. This is the this is at the twenty eight kilometer mark oh, r- of the marathon, so these guys got to be thirsty at this stage, and he's gone and pushed it over. But then, like, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I laugh at it because mm. a it's unsports one yeah. it's unsportsmanlike to do that. Yeah, that is you know you, you shouldn't do that. Almost cheating. It's yeah. disrespectful to the other people. Mm. Uh, that's water. You're wasting water as well. Yeah. On the other hand, you've got to do what you got to. You have to do what you got to do to bring the home that goal. You know. I don't think. Oh, I reckon he would have received so much flack <laughs> yeah, if he yeah. had won anything. He would have. I think it would have been worse for him because he he would have been bombarded with messages or like threats. Yeah, no, he just, was just knowing. Yeah. Like, so yeah, he was. He was for what? But imagine if he had won something. <laughs> it would, like how much worse it would have been for him. But yeah, can you? There was. I remember watching the video of him pushing over all the bottles. But there was a hand behind his one trying to grab something, and mm-hmm. um, that person uh, behind him ended up getting second. So uh, he didn't even place. He didn't even place top ten. I think he ended up finishing fifteenth or seventeenth. Uh, but yeah, I was like, "What? Why would you even do that?" I understand. You've got to do what you got to do, but <laughs> come on, that's. Oh. And it was at thirty degrees heat. Thirty degrees heat. Um, it wasn't even like near the beginning. It was like twenty eight kilometers. In. Imagine running for twenty eight kilometers, seeing an oasis, <laughs> and like, oh, I'm gonna get some water from here, and then the water just disappears. Yeah, I would be like shattered, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but then I know uh, at Olympic level, these guys would be able to handle something like that. Oh yeah, easily, these easily. Athletes, top of the line. Mm. 
Um, another, uh, not person, but I'm going to say horse. Another horse that <laughs> that's probably not going to be is remembered for uh, the wrong reasons. Uh, there was a, um, I can't remember the event, but it was the horse riding uh, a section of the event. So there's four, there's four sports. Um, you know those sports where you have like ski shooting and then you have other things as well? Yeah. So I think it was something like that, but it was the horse riding um, section of the event and she was sitting at first place, German rider, a uh, German competitor, and she had finished silver second at the last Olympics. Uh, when it came to the horse riding league, she was sitting at first, so she had the most points, she was sitting at first, and uh, the horse refused to jump um, over, uh, I don't know what they call it, over the bars. So... Mm. Uh, I felt real sorrowful because in the video you see her, um, you see the horse come up to the the bar and then refuse to jump, and then she circles the horse around to try and go for a um, a jump again, and the horse refuses again. And I think she goes off for a third time, and the third time the horse just outright just refuses, and she gets a zero for that event, and it drops her out of the medal race because oh. there's one more event. But because she scored a zero, she went from first place to last place, and it was it was heartbreaking because she was crying on the horse. And I felt for it, but that, that was the only sport um, that's of, of that um, event where uh, you had to use like a horse or like um, something else. But what are your thoughts of having like horses in the Olympics? Because my dad always jokes about it. He's like, "Oh, look, that that horse got gold." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I was just wondering why that horse didn't didn't jump. Maybe he just didn't feel like it that day mm. I mean that he would have trained for like four years for that oh no so that's the thing is that um, I think because of COVID maybe or like um, it was a, something new to the event uh, usually the competitors can bring in their own horse but for this instance uh, the new rules uh, the organiser provides the horse so when oh. you turn up you get given like a random horse and you can ride the horse for 20 minutes before the uh, or for 20 minutes and you can have um, like four uh, four sort of like um, practice jumps with the horse. With the horse. Yeah. So the horse that she was riding was not her horse. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were all given out at random. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so we've just been told by Pia, but you said, she read the article, she said that the coach punched the horse. Yeah, the coach of this athlete was kicked out as well, blacklisted mm. or blackcarded, and had to leave because there's video of this coach striking the horse. Oh, that it's just it's yeah. so unfair for that horse. Because, like, why would you in the first place? But then, if you're the horse, like, what good is that going to do the horse? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you punch the horse, the horse is going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if horses could have press conferences. Yeah. <laughs> I had a bad mental health day. Well. Yeah. Yeah, and then I got punched. <laughs> and then I got punched. <laughs> but, like... I can't. Uh, horses are huge, so uh, you can imagine like hitting yeah. the horse on like the side or something, but it's not going to really do anything. But why would you even punch a horse in the first place? Yeah, taking. I understand the frustration. frustration yes, I understand you being, um, you know, for years and years, uh, being, you know, uh, training for this day, and it's just unfortunate. It could have been anyone, but it just happened to. Um, yeah, it happened to her. So, yeah, maybe just punch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Polyhood. Uh, if you missed an episode, you're welcome to download it from the Sam Sefer radio page or the Plains FM website. We'd like to thank Tangata Atamutu Trust for sponsoring the show. But anyway, have a safe, awesome weekend from Sam and I. Polyhood! Polyhood.
Hollyhood, proudly sponsored by Tangata Atumotu Trust. To find out more about us, call 03-377-2016 or find us online at tat.org.nz.